Hello and welcome to the Eurowide, episode number 76 for the week of February 10th, 2020. I'm Ben Smith and I'm joined today by Mike McComb. Hey Mike. Hello. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest and this week we'll be talking about the first Super Saturday of selection season. How about that weekend, Mike? Oh my goodness. So much TV. So much television. Yeah, and I can't believe that I'm complaining about it. Like that that used to be my jam is just watching a ridiculous amount of television, but oh man, like between all of the Eurovision stuff that was happening on Saturday and it felt like it was mm-hmm. all of the Eurovision stuff. There was also the Oscars on Sunday, so it was just like, yep, yes. I'm just going to be it, just hook it up to my veins, you know? So. Just, yeah, just like, how do you feel about long televised events? Because if those are your jam, this was the weekend to just stay in the house and not do anything. Yeah, exactly. I made a big thing of soup on Saturday. And uh, yeah, I went mm-hmm. to a party on Sunday for the Oscars. And it's like, all right, yep, got my food, got my TV, got my list of who I want to win and who's not going to win. It's yeah, it's perfect. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and like there was a nice Oscars moment where there was Eurovision in the wild. Yeah, that was a really pleasant surprise. Yes. Uh, so for uh, Frozen 2, uh, they talked about just sort of the global distribution of films. And in addition to Edina Menzel uh, had some somewhere like 14 other Elsas from around the world, including uh, Gisela from Andorra in 2008. The question always comes up, where's Andorra? And it's like, they're on stage at the Oscars. So. They're on stage at the Oscars. <laughs> uh, two minutes into the, to the, the YouTube clip, we will probably throw that link up in our notes. Uh, mm-hmm. One Eurovision face that was not part of that number, though, was Sara Alto from Finland. Yeah, I was really surprised that she was she wasn't there. She is Elsa in Finland. She also has a YouTube video where she impressively does uh, "Let It Go" in fifteen different languages, which is impressive. Wow. Uh, on the other hand, if you look at her social media presence, she's taken twenty twenty off. So good for her. Get some alone time. Uh, and in the spirit of both a very long Oscars telecast and also mm-hmm. a very long San Remo telecast this weekend, mm-hmm. I wrote a little quiz, Mike. Ooh. The the general theme of the quiz uh, is. Could you watch this before San Remo had results in? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so with that in mind, question one. Uh, let's talk. Like it was a a wonderful night for Oscar. Oscar. Oscar on Sunday. Assuming that you started the San Remo Fest on your laptop and had the Oscars telecast somehow before it was live at, at two forty five, which would you see Parasite get the get Best Picture before San Remo had delivered results? Oh. Are we talking the final results or We are talking could you watch the entire telecast of the Oscars before San Remo had delivered its results? Okay. Um Well, because they delivered the initial results and then there was like another like felt like hour and a half between like when they announced the top three and when voting closed and like who the winner was. But yeah, I th- oof. I think you could probably watch the whole Oscar telecast. That is correct. The Oscars this year were two hundred and twelve minutes. Oof. Okay, so question number two. San Remo was filled with the sound of music. How many times could you watch the sound of music before the results were delivered? Once, one and a half times, or two times? Oh, man. It's been so long since I've watched the sound of music. And I just remember getting it from the library, and it was two VHS tapes, but that's not going to help with the map. Yeah. Oh, let's see. I'm going to say two times. You could watch it two times and still have a minute of San Remo left. Wow. Yes. Oh, okay. That's horrifying. <laughs> yes. Question three. Let's just say if you were trying to like have something for both eyes and you had, again, one eye on your laptop and one eye on Netflix where you were, wa- where you were catching up on the Oscars and watching The Irishman, mm-hmm. could you watch The Irishman before San Remo had delivered results? So I saw a tweet uh, during the Oscars uh, where uh, somebody started the Irishman at the same time that the Oscars started and the Irishman finished before the Oscars did. So, uh, yes, you would be able to watch all of the Irishmen. That is correct. Okay, I'm going to amp up the difficulty with question four. Thinking about gangster movies and well, specific, well, I guess less gangster movies, more movies about the mob. Uh, mm-hmm. Could you watch both The Godfather's part one and two before San Remo had delivered results? Oh, no. Uh, and I'm a bad film student because I've not seen either one. Um, it's fine. Neither have I. Oh, goodness. I'm going to say that, yes, you could watch both of them. 
No, you could not. The, the, really? The two, movies run, the two movies run 377 minutes total, which is longer okay. than San Remo was. Wow. How far would you be through OJ Made in America about the time that San Remo had results? 25%, 50%, 75%, or
following all of these contests from afar where we're just not plugged into that aspect of the pop culture. So like if yeah. there's all of this like scandal and us weekly covers and drama rama uh, happening, like mm-hmm. we don't know that we're just going by the songs. What did you think of the performance for Don't Break Me? I was very impressed with the physicality of the performance. Mm-hmm. Like I Agreed. was not expecting uh, so much movement on the stage and like, as I mentioned last week, I was really concerned that her vocal was possibly boosted uh, in the production. But no, that's really what her voice is. And the fact that she's able to maintain that voice while like being like jumping around and being lifted by these dancers and all that. I, I was very impressed with that. I thought her jury performance was a little bit stronger than the live show performance. And I think part of that may have just been exhaustion kicking in. because That, that, that could be. It, yeah, like because it is just such a physical performance. I'm not as big of a fan of the sad clown aesthetic. Yes, yeah, I, I'm. I'm that. I don't love that. Like I, the ruffle thing around her neck. Just I don't know. I don't like scarves on me <laughs> in particular. Like I just don't okay. like things wrapped around necks. And mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, I don't know. It made me uncomfortable. But yeah, like the, I'm. I'm. I didn't love that part of the styling. The other thing that I would that I I think I like the idea of the staging, but one thing I wanted out of it that I never really got was like a was a full arena moment was yes. was very like one it was very like one camera sitcom, which is cool for mm. a performance. But I wanted it at like for that last chorus for it to then become a full stage thing, because one thing that we've discussed is that yes, this is a television program, but you're also playing to the arena. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that particular performance didn't play to the arena as much as some of the other ones that were in competition with it. I think that makes a lot of sense. Like that 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 was kind of my takeaway from like uh Jaguar Jones's performance. Mm-hmm. Where that one really reminded me of what uh Dihaj did uh back in 2017 with like the uh sort of three panel room and then the panels falling away to reveal the band and mm-hmm. uh yeah, like it it does need some sort of live room moment so playing to both audiences like you were saying i actually think that jaguar jones did a good job of like like the first verse and like chorus was like all in that little tiny room and then it broke away Mm -hmm. in a nice way and became like this big arena thing which like one thing i we learned like after the fact was like she dislocated her shoulder during the like the first verse first chorus of that performance and then troopered on oh man so oh my gosh yeah yeah, uh, uh, which like, which is kind of going back to uh, our predictions last week. Uh, Rabbit Hole finished sixth, which mm-hmm. I think that was good. Like, I think she got her name out there. I think the performance that she gave definitely. I hope that gets her some new fans because mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Mitch Tambo's together came in fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanessa Amorosi's Lessons of Love came in third. So like, not not too bad. Yeah, I mean, really, there wasn't a bad song in the bunch. So like. Y- the fact that it's just like 10 entries and like one of them had to finish in 10th place. And it's like, that's not a s- sign of a lack of quality or anything. Like th- this was a very solid competition. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that Australia has adopted this format. And I'm looking forward to what's going to happen next year, particularly since Dami Eam said that she wants to compete at it. So oh, yeah, yeah. Dami Eam is like, hello. Yes, I would like to pick, I would like to take part in this. So yeah yes. so uh the, the game is being raised and i'm here for it so mm-hmm. <laughs> the next selection that happened on saturday uh happened in latvia there was kind of a funny exchange that happened uh before that on twitter uh and from esc bubble uh messaged us uh to chat a little bit about uh what we uh were talking about with like polyester and a couple of the other entries uh in last week's show and uh she was at the actual supernova finale and uh i responded to her tweet it's like oh have a great time at the show uh tell the riga beaver that we said howdy and as soon as i hit send i was like you know i don't think ben's gonna get that reference because i'm pretty sure like supernova is just not really on your radar since it's always up against melfest is mm-hmm. that right well, yeah that, that's correct that would be correct i saw that was like what is the riga beaver is this some sort of town mascot I'm unaware of? Because I'm like, mm-hmm. I went to engineering school. Engineering schools very commonly use the beaver, the beaver as nature's engineer. Mm. As it turns out, uh, no. But like the first Google result I got was just how Riga is essentially kind of paying off its beavers so that they will not do damage to its canals. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, there's just like a whole I thing. I did not they, know about that. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like feeding the beavers and just generally taking care of them so that they will then like not cause havoc. Hmm. 
And I think somehow that feeds into uh, the apparent Supernova mascot. Yeah. So uh, when Supernova was adopted as a format, there was uh, like they had uh, multiple weeks of uh, competition and like in the commercial breaks and kind of like working the crowd uh, during the downtime, there was a guy in a beaver costume and it was just the Riga beaver. And I just assumed that this guy found the costume on a clearance rack in some store and was like, all right, well, let's just do this and it'll be something funny to do during the show. I didn't realize that there was this like actual backstory behind it. So that was just a delightful little surprise. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, uh, so uh, with uh, Supernova this year, it was just the national final. Uh, they didn't have any preliminary rounds uh, other than the uh, YouTube auditions. And uh, yeah, uh, they decided to just have it be 100% televote uh, this time. Well, televote and webvote uh, and webvote that everybody could participate in. Uh, I, I threw a couple of votes uh, Latvia's way. And the overwhelming winner of that uh, was Samantha Tina with the song Still Breathing. Reaching for the stars, I'm knowing getting closer. I fizz music, I am a composer. My dreams become so rabid, all the love I feel it. I'm so real. think i may have cut this out from last week's episode we did we did talk about it a little bit but it was kind of with a number of uh resigned sighs uh because it was just <laughs> it's an it aggressive is, song it, it, is, it is a real aggressive like especially when you have listened to a lot of the rest of the the other entries to just then get a barrage of this mm -hmm. for three minutes like it's just a lot is going on musically a lot is going on visually and a lot was going on during, like, morning television uh, earlier in the week. Uh, like, Samantha Tina was on uh, some morning chat show to perform the song. Uh, but, like, she was, like, dressed for a pajama party and was in, like, full curlers. And, like, her backing dancers were also dressed to the, like, pajama nines. And, mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, just, you know, just having a normal one. But <laughs> she, she is, yeah, she was doing everything in her power to sell the song. Because, like, that, mm -hmm. that morning TV presentation, uh, I saw that on Twitter. And then one of the comments was just, like, a video of her with, like, her dentists doing, like, the, the visor thing with the, and, like, the, the hands on the hips and the dancing yeah it's just like she is she is selling this house oh yeah um, yeah and and it kind of makes sense because like she's been trying to represent latvia at eurovision since 2012 like i think this is her fourth or fifth time doing supernova and um yeah like she was pulling out all of the stops and and the song was co-written with Amanada, uh and Amanada didn't know that this was going to be a supernova entry when she was just like oh yeah i'll write you some lyrics you just thought this was brunch <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, congrats to her, I guess. Yeah. It's, it feels off-brand for Latvia, which I think I'm coming around to. Like, listening to the song in isolation since it's been selected, I'm not as bothered by it the way that I was with it in comparison to the other eight songs uh, in mm -hmm. the field. And, I mean, like, on-brand Latvia hasn't really been working the last couple of years, so maybe this is the switch that they need. Something happens when it hits like, one of those dubstep dance breaks. Mm -hmm. Someone has set off the alarm. Fringe is happening. Strobe lights are happening. Yeah. Uh, Windex is happening. Yeah, yeah, the Technicolor Windex. I, I did like that, that, A, there was no explanation why that... Well, actually, no, there... I mean, the whole song is about just, like, I'm a woman and I can do everything, so... I, I guess it is sort of a tie-in with I can clean the house. I guess I don't know. Like it, there's, I'm still trying to decipher this song, and maybe there's nothing to decipher. But yeah. I did like that uh, the Windex bottles were introduced immediately, and they were deployed by the end of the song. You could mm. see a spot on the floor where the where the where the liquid had gone. <laughs> it was a really good final. I thought like it, it was it was a pretty solid field, and. I thought it was really interesting, uh, like the jury, they had a jury there just to kind of offer critique after each of the performances. And when, once the entire lineup was done, I think it was maybe right before they were giving out the results, like some of the jurors are saying like, yeah, it's uh, like, this was a really fun process. It'd be nice if next year, like there were some songs in Latvian. And, and it was also weird because like half of the jury was just speaking in English. And yes, um, yeah, which I always find jarring. In the national finals, because it's like, oh yeah, just kind of going along in like whatever language it is, and well, yeah, because I had finished watching 
Uh, I'm blanking on what I was watching. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so I just switched over to to Latvia after after Iceland had finished because I was like, well, they had more artists. They'll be they'll still be going on. Mm-hmm. And came into either one act or two acts before uh, before Samantina, and the judge was just being savage and just like, yeah, yeah the melody was forgettable. Mm-hmm. In, in English, it was just, with with like the translator on top of them. It was just like, oh, this is this is great. I like this a lot. Although I do think it's kind of weird to have a jury at a national final where there hasn't been any sort of like since there weren't previous heats or anything like this isn't a workshop opportunity. Yeah, like yeah, like these these songs are in their final form. Yeah, or like these are conversations that you can have. Like you totally have them offline. Like we we (laughs) we don't need to be party to this. But yeah, like uh, should I be watching this? In terms of the uh, runners up, uh, Heartbeats came in second, which was a pretty delightful surprise. That was such a charming performance. Yes, yes, such a charming uh, performance. Wedding dress and my beloved polyester came in third. I, I was happy with this final. This this was mm-hmm. a good one. Agreed. Also happening on Saturday, Malta wrapped up their latest season of X Factor. Uh, they chose Destiny Chunkunyera. She won Junior Eurovision for Malta in 2015. Uh, made it the, to the semifinals of Britain's Got Talent in 2017, and also same backup for Michaela last year. So uh, has been on the Eurovision stage as well. If Malta was going to do an internal selection instead of using X Factor or any other or whatever their old process was, like it would not surprise me if Destiny wouldn't have been the choice anyway. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think this is a good choice. Uh, and it's another like female POC. So Ladies uh, on the stage. Yeah, Malta. Yes. It was so weird because they, they removed the geo block for the final, but I guess the final ran long because I uh, was switching back and forth between like several different windows on Saturday because there were a lot of things happening simultaneously. And uh, at one point I ended up going back to Malta and it was just blocked because uh, Madagascar 2 was supposed to be on. But, like, but they haven't announced you one yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that has been my favorite part about, like, about the process is like watching something like Lithuania and then at the end of the program just be, getting like two minutes of Melissa McCarthy and the boss. And then, no, you're not allowed to watch. This is, we, we don't have the rights. Had to find out about that one on Twitter. And I think they were doing original songs as part of their final performance. Because that was the other thing. Like, since it's X Factor, it's following the X Factor formula. So there's only, like, there were four contestants competing but it's like their final performance and then a montage of their journeys and then they sing with a uh, like a more famous singer and then a result they were doing original songs for their final competition song but i don't think that that's going to be uh the song that she'll be doing at eurovision uh unless it gets revamped uh a a lot of the songs were um not great so (laughs) the big event on saturday was uh the Finale you sound of so excited Italy. to talk about it. I'm so tired, Ben. <laughs> I'm, so tired. I'm I'm only like ninety percent certain that San Remo seventy is actually done. Like I'm, I'm worried that there are still like some there's still something that's happening right now. But Saturday was the fifth and final night of San Remo. Uh, it was their seventieth edition, and the fourth night of San Remo had a very specific amount of drama. Um, one of the acts, uh, Bugo and Morgan ended up getting disqualified during their performance. This was just nuts. Uh, Morgan, who was wearing a like cheetah print suit. The, the fashion at San Remo was fantastic, by the way. Uh, I was I was watching all the screen caps of that and getting very tempted to watch, but also not watching because I don't know. I'm not watching seven hours of Italian television every night for a week. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you just can't. But yeah, any, anyway, like during Friday's performance, like uh, Morgan was started as their song, uh, Sincero, and Morgan had changed the lyrics and the new lyrics accused his song partner, Bugo, of uh, ingratitude, arrogance, bad intentions. Like it was uh, a major falling out. I don't know. <laughs> how or what happened but uh as as this is going on like bugo is just like all right and he just walks off the stage like this the song is continuing and uh yeah Mor- morgan's just kind of like doing his own thing and it's just like still pointing at where uh bugo was standing and uh the, the music stops and the hosts are like trying to track down bugo and like they can't find him like i, I think he just made a beeline for like the exit got into his car drove off and 
that's just the beginning, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was 24 songs were supposed to compete. They were now down to 23 uh, on Saturday. And the show started at like 2.45 Eastern time. The winner was not announced until about 8.30 Eastern, which was 2.30 in the morning in Italy. Mm-hmm. I I do not understand how there were no riots. Uh <laughs> Well, I mean, everybody was probably too tired at the end of it. I guess, yeah. Uh, That's one way yeah, to prevent it, them, I guess. But yeah. I guess, yeah. I mean, it was just like, I mean, there's just so many performances. I mean, 23, like that. that's a pretty significant field. I mean, that, that's about the size of the Eurovision field. Yeah, like that's, then, that's a Eurovision. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just like there were also like all of these interval performances and host banter and people coming out on stage and it's like, oh, are you one of the contestants? No, you're just singing a song just to sing a song. Okay, cool. One thing I distinctly remember from checking in with Twitter from time to time that afternoon was someone was just like, oh yeah, so the hosts have been just like faffing about with a with a with with an auto-tune mic for about 10 minutes. Yes. After the uh, performances ended, uh, they go through the uh, rankings and the rankings are also just this incredibly complicated math formula where it's just all about the averages of the scores from the previous nights and the uh, each night is judged by a different group of people and it, there's there's just a lot going on and then uh, th- this is when all the booing happens uh, so mm-hmm. it is my favorite part but <laughs> they're just going through the entire field and like uh, they get all the way up to the top three and then they announce who the top three are and then it goes to televote. And uh, the televote window is open forever. (laughs) (laughs) So there's just like more performances that are going into it. Although I did feel like we were seen because one of the songs was just called Boys, Boys, Boys. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, they know that this is for Eurovision 2020. So (laughs) the televoting window eventually closes and then there are more performances as the results are being tabulated including like a cover of lose yourself so i got to hear that song twice this twice this weekend excessively long televised performances yeah so that was weird it's just like in two places where you did not expect to see a cover of lose yourself in the Mm -hmm. year 2020 Mm -hmm. yeah it just kept going and going and eventually i got to the results and uh in third place was pinguini tatichi's nucleares Ringo Starr. Uh, sorry, Italian. I do not know how to pronounce things. Uh, I just like that his name is so difficult and the song's name is so simple. Yeah, they won Twitter, I think. Like, uh, tw- Twitter was really pulling hard for them. Um, oh, they're then, the ones that had the real cool looking guitarist, weren't they? Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. So, uh, And then uh, runner up was uh, Francesco Gabbani with his song Vice Versa. Uh, and he was, uh, of course, their representative in 2017. But the winner was Diodato with his song Fai Rumore. Diodato competed in the newcomer section at San Remo in 2014 and finished second there. Um, so yeah, this, this is not his first rodeo uh, at San Remo. His entry this year uh, also won the Critics Award, the Press Award, and uh, the Music Literary Value Award. I'm not sure if that was a typo, or I'm, I'm not entirely sure what that means, if it's just like evaluating the lyrics of the song. But, I mean, it's very, um, it's very straightforward to me, Mike. It's just the one that had the most music literary value. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm very tired from all the TV. <laughs> I'm so. very tired. <laughs> this was obviously like the overwhelming favorite uh, once the results were tabulated. And uh, he did indicate ahead of time that he wanted to go to Eurovision, so he will definitely be their uh, representative uh, in Rotterdam. The only thing about the song right now is it uh, has a running time of 3 minutes 36 seconds, so he's going to need to do a little bit of editing. Despite all of the craziness, or maybe because of all of the craziness of Saturday Night, uh, the final had a 60.6 audience share, which... Dang. Yeah, which, which like if 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 you don't speak TV ratings, that means of all of the people who who were watching TV on Saturday night, sixty point six percent of them were watching San Remo, and like as a point of comparison, that's the sort of rating that the Friends finale got like fifteen years ago. So like this is mm-hmm. like huge, and I 
I think I was reading somewhere that this was like one of the biggest nights of, of San Remo ever. Very long, but I guess the audience is satisfied. So mm-hmm. yay. Uh, no. Yeah, I, I guess. And then just to quickly uh, tie in with boys, boys, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just It's worth calling out Italy has not sent a woman to Eurovision since 2014. Yeah. Yeah. And that was an like, internal I, selection too. And I think like last year when we were doing like our wish list, Italy was at the bottom of that list, and now they continue to be at the bottom of that list. Which, on the other yeah. hand, San Remo works for them, but on the other hand... There weren't a ton of women in the San Remo field, and definitely not at the top of the scoreboard this time around. So, um, yeah, something something to keep an eye on next few years, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, do better, Italy. But... Do better. You guys are doing very well, but also do better. Okay, so that is only the half of what was happening this weekend because a bunch of nations were also in the middle of their selection processes that have their finals in the upcoming weeks. Let's start off with Lithuania because Lithuania has gone from being a thing that I joked about last year incessantly uh, to being appointment television. Like it was top of my list this time around. It was semifinal two of two this week. And uh, my favorite, uh, well, not really my, well, let me take that back. And I was very pleased that A, Drip was number one. Own your truth, Ben. No, no. Yeah. (laughs) A, Drip was number one, uh, which meant that I could watch that and a few other songs before I had to switch over to Iceland. Mm -hmm. Uh, And B, uh, Drip got through. Yay. (laughs) Uh, And I feel like it's been great seeing people kind of like do little tweaks to their performances because as it turns out, what Drip needed was like a backing singer to give some balance on stage as everybody flossed. They didn't have to do a lot of tweaking on that one, but I, I, I do agree that having the third person there just really did add to the mood, I guess. Yeah, I like I, I, didn't realize <laughs> that I didn't realize that I wanted balance from that staging, but I got balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was another really solid semifinal. Uh, the other ones that got through uh, were uh, Monica Maria and Monique and that last one was kind of a surprise but like I don't know it was interesting seeing the results coming in like I mean the the jury votes are like those scores are going to be pretty consistent because they're it's the same number of points that are getting distributed there was not as much of a voting presence uh this week as there was the previous week like I I did a little bit of the math and Mm -hmm. uh if you added up number of televotes that all four acts got for the second semifinal, they just barely beat what the Roop got last week uh, in the tournament. Okay, that that kind of confirms, like, when we first saw the Roop do really well and then do really mm-hmm. well in their semifinal, the people have spoken, the people like the Roop, uh, which I'm here for it. The Roop are going to win the televote. Uh, in the yes, final. the Roop are going to win the televote. Yeah, and it, so, like, that means it's going to come down to the jury to determine who's going to Eurovision, which I am very, very nervous about. <laughs> yes, yes. Lithuania, you are doing so well. I am seeing people on Twitter go Vilnius 2021, and I'm here with them. But don't mm. screw this up. Yeah. and uh, um, just So I, I guess, do we, let's, let's sort of like what we did last week, let's do a quick uh, what you would like to win and what you think will win. Or I guess, like, what you think will win and then something that you would like to do well. I want them all to do well. I mean, I don't want to throw Ice Day under the bus just because, like, it, it's a Thomas G. song song. And, like, I'm worried that that is the one that's going to win. And, like, Lithuania just had such a fantastic process. And then just to choose the most. And if they pick that, entry, I'm going to be I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. Because it's, like, oh, it's fine. Oh. It is fine. It is. It is a B minus. And right, they, but, but they, yeah. and they have they have some B pluses and A minuses in there. But from the other seven that are in this final, it's like I'd be happy with the group. I'd be thrilled if Alligator made it through. That, that was the one where that, like Mike 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 wants Alligator to do well. I also want it to do well. I'm an alligator, be your gladiator. I can be your personal marionette. Don't be such a hater. I think that Drip is probably not going to do well. I think that it has hit its it, it has sort of hit its expiration date. Yellow blue vans, brand new jacket with some blue ass pants. Say what you want, drip it ain't gonna end, ain't gonna end, ain't gonna end. Well, I would still I'm still very pleased it got to the final. I think that one, what I'm most concerned about, like, if that what were to win, like, if, like, lightning struck 
something in, in Lithuania if, to cause if that everybody to ate from the seafood buffet except for me and I. I'm worried that to be at Eurovision, the number of tweaks that would have to be made because there are a lot of like recorded vocal effects and uh, like some of the language in the song, like it's going to end up getting tweaked in in ways that are going to remove a lot of its charm. And, mm-hmm. and I don't want that to happen. But yeah, for me, I think it's Alligator, uh, Monique's Make Me Human. Make me human. Save my soul and set me free. Make me human. That was a gorgeous performance in the mm-hmm. semifinal agreed uh i wouldn't mind we came from the sun either that felt like mm-hmm. like i hadn't really paid attention to that until the semifinal last week and was just blown away by how much uh Ruta loop and her team had thought through the staging of that and it, it's such a modern track too which i i think that's the thing that's like just so amazing about this like so many of these tracks are so today and yes. which is why why like unbreakable just feels like such a disappointing choice if it mm-hmm. happens yeah, um, yeah, and and I think it's it's gonna get weird with the jury because uh, you've got Monica Maria in there going up against Ice Day, uh, who won her heat and semifinal, and also Monique, and I could see that causing a jury split. But how does the group fit in with that math? It's gonna get weird on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I'm wondering and... if because like when in the heat that had both the group and Ice Day, mm-hmm. uh, they were t- they were they should have been tied and like. I would have leaned towards what the vote, what the televote had said over the judges. So I don't like. Mm-hmm. I have no clue if if what how Lithuania is is settling those ties. But if that happens again, I hope that they go with the people, and I hope they go with the roop. Yeah, yeah, that that's my hope as well. Also, if somebody can can like get like a VHS copy of Drip into Andy Samberg's hands, so that in like two <laughs> years from now, when he hosts SNL, there's like a digital short that's just for me. Yes, we're like yeah. I'm the only person <laughs> who gets the reference, and then I get to scream. Like that's all. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, just just keep tweeting the video of it to the cast of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like, get this yes, to just, Andy. Just like at Andy Samberg. Have you watched the video yet? Start with Andre Brower and work work your way up from there. <laughs> <laughs> ben, why are you blocked by everybody from Brooklyn Nine Nine on Twitter? Uh, Fun story. Yeah. Watch this video. <laughs> Let's also talk about Melfest because Melfest happened last week. I ended up liking this heat much more than I expected to because we had I had came come into this one having talked with you and being kind of similarly burnt out on Melfest mm-hmm. because it's the same people it's all, they're all doing songs but there were there was a lot to like in this one Dilter who sang Bulletproof and Anna Bergendahl who sang Kingdom Come are through to the final which is super cool I believe that is the first time that uh, two female acts have gone directly to the final in some time apparently which yeah is uh, cool. since two thousand nine. Since 2009, oh dang, that is that is yeah, a long that time. That is crazy. Sweden has Sweden has gotten my letter where I have said, please do not just send a man, mm-hmm. and they appear to be listening because uh, the boys keep being sent to second chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, uh, the boys getting sent to second chance. Uh, Paul Ray, who I liked talking in my sleep, so I'm happy that he gets to do that again. Uh, and then Mendez and Alvaro Estrella's Vamos Amigos, which was fine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my second choice, but it is going to second choice. Uh, I want to take a quick moment to talk about uh, Linda Banksing mm-hmm. because I thought that Linda Banksing was going to do something similar to what Jan Johansson did, which is uh, a song in Swedish that is mostly just there so that the Melfest lineup has has quote unquote diversity. Right. Usually the 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 older side of that diversity uh, gets stuck with like kind of mid tempo ballady things that are in right. Swedish and don't go anywhere because uh, Melfest prioritizes young singers singing in english her song is a lot of fun and it it was like the the moment when i expected to pivot to a ballad it pivoted to like an up-tempo thing and was just super fun and she just had fun mom energy she was living her life i am so jealous of her abs like yes i mean like her her costuming it just felt like very zumba but it was just like, oh, she's making this work. Like, I, I was totally on board with that performance. Uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, in, in preparation for this, I asked you, like, like okay, what do I, which are the ones that I need to watch? Because I was just kind of, uh, surprise, I was a little burnt out on Europe. <laughs> you were tired from watching Italy done. and you were like, Ben, what do I need to focus on for Sweden? I'm like, you need to watch Linda. Yeah, Linda's performance was awesome. Uh, I thought the lighting effect for uh, Daughter's Bulletproof was 
interesting. Yes. I'm curious to see how that technology is going to progress in the next couple of years. I, I, I think it it was good for a first go through on this performance. I, I it, it was just a little... I don't know. It, it still feels like it's kind of in a prototype phase, but... I was just like, did they have to make the people sitting in the front row, like, sign a waiver? before to mm-hmm. Just be like, hi, can you sign this waiver? Because there's going to be lasers. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, do not look at the stage. It's oh, like, no. daughter was essentially wearing a disco ball, but in, a, yeah. but, but in a way that's like an attractive top. Yeah, it was very and fashionable. They were, I, and they were doing the thing that you can do with a disco ball, which is when you point a laser at it, it refracts like crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. And they did a bunch of that. Yeah, but then there was also like the cool like single laser beam uh, coming yes. uh, down from the ceiling. Yeah, that was really cool. But Anna Bergendahl's performance, oh my goodness, that one was a was a real good surprise. Oh man, like I, it it feels like a sort of decluttered version of her song from last year, but also like bringing in the vibe that like Victoria was trying to sell the uh, last couple of years that she did Melfest. Mm-hmm. Um, and also kind of borrowing from like Netherlands playbook with like the country vibe to the song. Like this was a very well deployed entry. And, yes. Yeah. Like uh, that one. Yeah, totally here for it. That one is up there with the bookies. Uh, what's really pleasing is so last week I talked about being very delighted that uh, Felix Salmon had dropped uh, had dropped to number two with the bookies. He's now dropped to number nine and the top four right now are Ooh. all ladies. So Yay. Sweden, send a woman challenge. Uh, if you said Adam Bergendahl, who's currently number one with the bookies, I would not mind at all. That performance was absolutely fantastic. But then, like, this week, like, Mariette's there, and Mariette's she always there. puts on an amazing show. So uh, uh, Anis Dondemina, who uh, collaborated with somebody last year, and I really enjoyed that. Like, that was on my playlist all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, is also there, and his song was fine last year. So his song this year will probably also be fine. I think I think Melfest has maybe figured some stuff out, and I'll like mm-hmm. I might get back on board, uh, which is again not something that I would have expected from this Eurovision season. <laughs> yeah, again, like that was that was exciting. Iceland started its process this week as well. Oh yeah, how'd that go? I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I also like my my thermometer of what they were going to send is off. But the more I think about it, uh, the more what they picked makes sense to me. Hmm. Uh, just thinking about what they sent last year. Uh, okay. So what went through uh, this week were Dima. And Isolde and Helga. And I had sat and watched the entire program. I really liked Kid, Isaac, Kid Isaac's uh, performance. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth also had a really strong performance, had like some gospel-y things going on in the, co- in the chorus. Uh, Brini Amari had like a really strong pop song. All three of those didn't get picked. Dima is doing kind of a hard rock thing. But it's like, okay. a, it's like a particular strain of hard rock that I don't think does well at Eurovision in general. Like it reminded me of Slovakia's last entry before oh, they left. okay. Where it's okay. like a very kind of like 80s hard rock sort of a deal. Right. Uh, and then Isolde and Helga had like a really nice duet that had a little bit more of like a folk thing going on. Okay. And the more I think about it, the more like it makes sense that, that the less pop things went through because Iceland discovered last year that you don't just have to send sort of like a bland eurovision pop song. Right. Nothing felt bland here, uh, but all the stuff that was very distinctly pop kind of got set aside interesting and like i could see any of the three that didn't go through this week getting picked up as a wild card i think they all had very strong entries like i i was convinced that it was going to be uh kid isaac and then any of elizabeth brinia mary and isolde and helga okay because like dima was the only one was like this is fine but like all the first four entries of the night felt like they could build on what they had what they had done and kind of figure out a stronger staging dima Mm -hmm. it felt like this is what you're going to get it's fine Okay. Dima would not be my pick. I kind of hope that they don't go through. Like I I get why they did because they're hard rock and Hartari had kind of a hard rock thing, but it's not the same hard rock thing. Also, uh w- was watching the ads, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was like, is this is this Briette in a Cheerios commercial? It is Briette in a Cheerios commercial. Uh she was one of the acts I saw at Iceland Airwaves. So, oh. it was fun seeing her in a thing. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, also, she has a new song out as of last Friday. That is like the one song that I really liked from her set and could not find online. So that's there now. Excellent. Yeah, uh, we should add that to this week's playlist. So <laughs> I will make sure we do. 
And then starting off Saturday, well, uh, technically Australia started off Saturday, but I was not getting up at 3.30. But I was not awake at 3.30 in the morning. No. So, uh, yeah, but uh, Ukraine uh, started at 11 a.m. Chicago time, and uh, they had eight acts compete in their first uh, semifinal for Vidber. They were competing for three slots. For whatever reason, these eight acts took three and a half hours to get through. Why? <laughs> I chose wrong for uh, all of my Eurovision watching on Saturday. <laughs> but uh, the three songs that got through uh, were uh, Vegan, 99, and Salivae. And I am totally on board with Vegan. I think that song is delightful. It's a very delightful music video. 99 was a really amazing performance with a harp on stage, which uh, was sort of an auto harp. Like it was one that uh, like she held in her lap. So yeah, that, that was just really cool to watch. Um, and, and it was a very pretty song as well. Salivae, not my favorite entry, but I have to admit, I missed the last two or three songs that were competing because there were like seven other shows happening at the same time. And uh, Ukraine just kind of get, kept getting demoted uh, on on the screen. I think it ended up uh, on my phone uh, <laughs> as its primary location. But at least two of these three songs are going to be good for uh, the Ukrainian final. Uh, eight more songs will compete this Saturday uh, for the three remaining slots. And and I think this second semifinal, based on what's been available on Spotify, it's going to be really fun. So, and I guess the last one. Uh, <laughs> and I guess we about, should talk about Norway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blast. So it was the final semifinal. Four songs competed. Um, did, did, were you able to watch any of Norway? Because I, I know you were also doing a lot of the screen flipping on Saturday. Yes, yeah. So here is the order. Here is the order of things I was watching on on saturday so top of the list lithuania gotta have my drip uh then iceland because iceland is back i love iceland uh then once iceland is done if latvia is still happening i'm gonna watch latvia so i'm i got Hmm. about 20 minutes of latvia uh then hey melfast is done and there will probably be enough people off the stream that can just watch it in its entirety uh and then it was time to check in on norway and like my notes for for like my ordering of norway was like watch before monday like, all the other ones were like, watch on Saturday. Norway was like, just check in on it before Monday. It'll still be online. I checked in with you and was like, yep, yep, uh, San Remo's still happening. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to check in with Norway just so I can be just so I can be done. The lovely thing about the Norwegian site is that they have broken down the, the various finals into chapters. So I could just click on the chapter where it's like, I no longer care about who's in which of the, which, who's facing who. I no longer care. Um, right. It was fun five weeks ago, but now I'm just done. Um, yeah. So just clicked on song number one. It was like, uh, got through about three seconds of Mr. Hello and this nope, uh, and then clicked on the next song and got through about a minute of that. I was like, oh man, could neither, could could like neither of these go through from this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, checked to see which one went through and it was Ellen in the Woods. So, okay, cool. Fine with that. Uh, clicked on the next one and went through the same process. Just like, oh man, I'm not into this one. I guess of the two, I kind of want uh, the second one to go through. I am gay mm-hmm. to go through. Again, like I have no horse in this race. Uh, yeah. Whichever one goes through, I'm cool with. Uh, so apparently, I am gay went through. Yes, it did, and it's kind of a bop. I, I, I it is, I, but like I, I am like deeply troubled by the fact that the singer is is not. Yeah, part of my issue with the song is just that it feels like it's what would be playing in like the establishing shot of a movie uh, like a tv movie on freeform that like is taking yes. place in a high school like yes. I, i'm thinking like one of the like bring it on 19 uh like crossover movie with what, what's the gymnastics one is it stick it uh <laughs> like and yeah, just like just like know. stick it plus love simon plus just like another one of those movies yeah yeah like it, it's a little too progressive for hallmark but yeah free freeform does feel like the the, <laughs> the right network for, it. for hallmark come on yeah so but <laughs> i don't know like because i do want the homosexual flotilla to have full representation in rotterdam and uh it needs a theme song and i think, I think <laughs> it it's does one. yes yeah uh, i so, do not co-sign this one being the theme song though this can be on that, the playlist that's 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 fair that's fair so what do you want to win? What do you think will win? I would like Over the Sea to win. Might be better, and it might be wrong. Will we ever figure out where we belong? 
that one really? has really wormed, has wormed its way into my heart and my brain. And I think what it's going, I think they need to rework the staging. But I think what mm. it it gets it does what it's going for. If not that one, I I would also not mind uh, Rain Alexander's one last time going in there because mm. Norway Norway proved last year that they kind of want to do things that are a little bit campy, and that one just has that written all over it. Uh, everybody loves a Viking at at Eurovision. If I had to pick one of the songs that that have pre qualified, Orike's attention is real good. Like I would also not mind that one. I think that one should win. Like that that yeah, is the like, only one of the like of this entire like 25 song field that has the resonance of being like, "Oh, this could do very well at Eurovision." Mm-hmm. Like it it's reminding me a lot of uh Undo, uh Sweden's 2014 yes, ent- yes. entry. I absolutely um, hear that. Yeah, and I I think it's just a gorgeous vocal and yeah. it yeah, like the, like, the emotional think, beats of the song. I think song that would be my are, pick for Will Win uh but again, I, I would not mind over the sea. I think for want to win, I may have to go with I am gay. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> the flotilla must float. Uh, no, um, I, I guess like in terms of a backup, I, I did really like Somme du Air. I was about uh, to say, I know uh, that you had really liked Somme du Air. Yeah, like that that one, uh, that might have also been a case of, like, that was the best performance of that particular semifinal. And so many of these really are just like, it was, it was less a yes, this is clearly the word than an, than an I guess. Yeah, like really, attention is getting my attention, and mm-hmm. I really hope that does well. Yeah, it's, it's really anybody's guess. And, and really, mm-hmm. like this field of 10, I think they ended up with the correct field, and I mm-hmm. think... Like if the, if they just said we're having a national final and these are the ten songs, and they threw the ten I think songs, that been I would have been fine with that too. Yeah, like we really didn't have to see how the sausage was made this year. No, that's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The Euro What podcast is hosted by Ben Smith. That's me and Mike McComb. That's me. You can find us on our website at eurowhat.com and on Twitter and Instagram at eurowhat. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, and topics we should talk about in future episodes. You can subscribe to the Euro What on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast app of your choice. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist inspired by this episode. We'll be back next week to try and make sense of what's new in Eurovision. 